Welcome to What's a Crime, I'm Linda, and today we're gonna to do another update on the Chad Daybell case. Now, I did do a video yesterday, however, there was all kinds of crazy things that happened with my recording and I couldn't edit it, I had to redo it. So please be patient with me, I know some you may have already heard this news, however, you didn't hear it from me. <laughs> so, there's lots going on, there's a petition needing signatures, Friends of Tammy Daybell are speaking out and there was a vigil for Tylee and JJ on Friday night and Tylee's friend also speaks out. But before I get started, if you'd like to be part of the It's a Crime community, please click that subscribe button below and click that notification bell. Make sure you to click it to all, especially because I'm doing deep dives this week. Give it a like if you support this video and please share this out where you can. Now, let's get into it. So first things first, the authorities have officially identified JJ and Tylee, as you probably know by now. East Idaho News reported human remains found on Chad Daybell's Salem property have been officially identified as seven-year-old Joshua JJ Vallow and 17-year-old Tylee Ryan. Rexburg Police Assistant Chief Gary Hagen said in a news release, the remains were taken to the medical examiner's office where an autopsy and positive identification was performed. It is with heavy hearts that we now confirm that these remains have now been officially identified as those of JJ Vallow and Tylee Ryan. It is not the outcome we had hoped to be able to find the children safe. Our hearts and prayers go out to the families of JJ and Tylee. Let's take a moment to honor JJ and Tylee and their grieving loved ones. Now, one of Tylee's best friends, Jillian, is speaking out. And Jillian is the one who sent a text back in October, on October 19th, to Tylee. And she said she got a text back about a week later saying, Miss you too, love ya. I'm sure you've heard of that text. I have talked about it in previous videos. And she even said that the response was different, kind of no emojis, that kind of thing. And even Colby talks about how his responses back were weird. Now we know why. She also said that Tylee's behavior was different and she says there was definitely a shift in behavior. And Jillian says that she lost contact with her pretty much right after her move to Idaho and that Tylee didn't even want to go to Idaho but she did because she was worried about JJ. And really, Tylee was living there all of one week before she went missing. Jillian says, looking back, we should have realized something was wrong a lot sooner and I feel sorry for them. I feel like we kind of let them down in that area. She says, we loved her more than anything and that pain is just a reminder of that. And if that's the trade-off that I get where I'm upset sometimes just because I loved her, then I'm more than willing to trade that for the memories and experiences that I had with her for sure. Now, as for JJ, his school in Arizona, the Life Academy, I have spoken about his school before. It's a great school that caters to children's needs, especially um, on the autism spectrum. 
and they are holding a memorial event on June 19th for him. Now we go on to the one that was part of this nightmare and potentially the instigator of it, Chad Daybell. There is a petition for all of Chad's books to be pulled from Amazon. Chad has written over 25 books and Lori became infatuated with his writings and his teachings back in 2015. Lori met Chad in 2018 in person and well, it went basically downhill from there and we can see now how things are unfolding. So there is a petition to pull his books at change.org and at the time of this recording, the petition was at 1,796 people that have signed. And I think we can smash that goal and get to 2,500. So I will leave the link below. Now, in my previous video, I did talk about how Chad was arrested at 11.30 a.m. and they pulled him over. And it was reported in the news that Chad watched in his truck as authorities scoured the property. And when they hit on the remains, it was reported that Chad took off in his truck and authorities sped to get him and pulled him over and brought him in. But here's what was said. He didn't flee that morning. They were digging. He was sitting in his truck on the corner of his house watching them. As soon as they dug up the first set of bones, he took off and they arrested him about a mile down the road. Now, also in the news, I saw that up until Chad was arrested, he was visiting Lori every single day in jail. And in fact, the day of his arrest was the first day that he didn't see her since she's been locked up. Now, in my previous video, I also talked about how the family moved out of Chad's house the day after all this went down. And I did see a report yesterday that Chad and Tammy's daughter who lives kitty corner um, from their home actually moved into Chad's house, which I find very interesting. Next, Tammy Daybell's friend Mandy Fowler speaks out about Tammy. And when describing Tammy, she says, she smiled nonstop. She was out to do her very best and then some. She was the most amazing person ever. You only meet somebody like her once in a lifetime. And Tammy was a librarian. And Mandy said that the day before she died, she talked to Tammy and she said, I was coming to ask her about another book recommendation and she was just really busy and didn't want to talk a lot. She seemed maybe kind of frustrated and that wasn't typical of her. And Tammy's daughter, Emma Murray, is a school teacher. And the day after Tammy died, the staff of the school had gathered to comfort her. And Mandy said, everyone shared a lot of good, happy memories about her. Emma wanted to hear everyone's happy memories because she said that is what would get her through it. But Emma shared, concerns about the state in which they found Tammy Daybell's body. Emma said that Tammy appeared to have pink foam coming out of her mouth. And what's interesting about that is Alex Cox had something similar. We heard that he had foam coming from his mouth as well. So this is quite interesting now that it's being reported. This is what's happening from Tammy. What's interesting as well is Chad said that he just woke up and he just saw her peacefully there. However, now we're hearing from Emma saying there was pink foam coming from her mouth. So we'll see what happens. Maybe we'll even get a little bit of a rush happening on Tammy's autopsy and find out the results sooner than later. 
Now, Mandy and multiple sources did talk about how Chad refused to have an autopsy performed on Tammy, which we know. And they also had expressed concerns about Tammy Daybell's funeral and felt it was rushed. Much like the rush of her death. Right, Chad? Now, speaking of Tammy's death, I actually want to talk about Tammy's attempt on her life the week before, on October 9th because they were talking about it on court TV. And what was interesting is they said, we were standing on Salem Highway and you see just how much traffic is on the road all day, every day. Now, when this attempt happened to Tammy, where there was a masked man on the driveway, neighbors were out looking through sheds and barns to find this dangerous person. And the neighbor said she's rarely out of her house and stays to herself, which is interesting. That makes it that the masked man needed to know that she was going to be out at that time. Wonder where he got that info from. And it's pretty brazen for someone to go to Tammy and Chad's house in the middle of the day and point a gun at her and with what reports are calling a really busy highway. But we also know where another brazen thing happened and that was with Brandon Boudreaux's case. But check this out. Here's what Tammy said about that day. Okay, neighbors, something really weird just happened and I want you to know so you can watch out. I had gotten home and parked in our front driveway. As I was getting stuff out of the back seat, a guy wearing a ski mask was suddenly standing by the back of my car with a paintball gun. He shot at me several times, although I don't think it was loaded. I yelled for Chad and he ran off around the back of my house. I have no idea what his motive was and he never spoke even after I asked him several times what he thought he was doing. I was about to smack him with my freezer meals from enrichment tonight when I decided to yell for Chad instead. And check out Chad's property. You can see the house to the left and you can even see a vehicle parked in front where the driveway is. On the back of the house, you can see conveniently another road that leads up to it where there even shows a car right there. So my guess is the guy ran behind and conveniently hopped in the vehicle that was already waiting there and drove off. And just as a note uh, to the east of this picture, this is where the children were found. And back to Tammy's statement, she said, he shot at me several times, although I don't think it was loaded. I yelled for Chad and he ran off around the back of my house. Where was Chad at this point? Tammy yelled for him, but where was Chad? Was he even there? Would be interesting to know where little Chad boy was that day. He seems to like running and hiding. Now there was a vigil on Friday night for Tylee and JJ and Nate Eaton was there. I will put the link to Nate Eaton's videos below. There's two of them, one before it happened and I believe one after, I think there was two. But I saw him walking around with his little daughter Emerson who was helping him out and they had pictures lined up down the curb, a giant balloon heart arch for Tylee and JJ. There was a poem read out loud, a song, being sung um, candles and a lot of people came out for Tylee and JJ. There was also a familiar face there as well. April Raymond was there who as we know she was Lori's friend from Hawaii from back in 2015 and she said it was really important to be out there and um, she drove from Utah that day to honor and remember Tylee and JJ the way they were. She also was wearing a shirt that her friend made and it had 
Tylee and JJ's pictures on it. And her friend who also lives in Hawaii said that Tylee was friends with her daughter. So it was reported that there was a few hundred people that were at this vigil. So like I mentioned before, I am going to do some deep dives this week on this case. And I'll keep up with any updates that happen. What I do find super interesting now was the comment about pink foam coming from Tammy's mouth and we heard about foam coming from Alex's. And in a previous video, I talk about Alex's autopsy, not super in depth, but I did say, you know, hmm, maybe it's looking like it's really natural. But now with the foam and the way we haven't heard this actually before about Tammy dying, obviously we're going to dive more into that. And if you haven't seen my video from two days ago, I did talk about how September 23rd is significant. I am gonna do another video because I found out more information as well. So you can see that video here. Let's have a chit chat below. We can talk more about this. Please sign the petition if you believe in it and let's go get those books off the shelves. From the grapevine, Chad was writing a book so we don't need him making any money off of anything. He needs to stay where he needs to stay, in my opinion. Please subscribe if you haven't done so already. Give it a like and share this out where you can. Thank you so much for watching. See you soon. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.